0: Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs Podcast. This is episode number 198, which we are recording on Sunday, July 28th, 2019. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're back at UCSC. We're having a little bit of a warm spell here in Santa Cruz, so we wanted to be outside where we have a little bit of a breeze, and we've determined it's the time of day that all smart animals are asleep so our yeah, wildlife sightings are going to be low
1: although we have seen plenty of squirrels and we did see
0: a few deer driving over here mm-hmm. just not in this place where we're parked yep and when i ran up here this morning we saw lots of deer and wild turkeys but oh yeah they the may turkeys. all be asleep now there are turkeys <laughs> everywhere around here lately we yes. even saw baby turkeys well mm. baby the they're season. like a foot and a half tall, so they're not <laughs> baby, baby, juvenile, we'll call yes. them. And we have an announcement. We forgot to say our last episode that we are now on Spotify. So if you prefer to listen to your podcast on Spotify, you will find us there. We did have a listener
1: request this, and I had thought we were on Spotify previously. I was incorrect, so that omission has been fixed and hopefully you can find us there
0: now yep we are there
1: it's been verified (laughs) all right what are you wearing i am not wearing a knit sweater or accessory this moment but i did want to share that this week i wore my Heartfelt cardigan, which is a pattern by Vera Valamaki. It is from the Interpretations 3 collection, which was very cool. I'm wearing something from Interpretations 3. I made this sweater back in May of 2016, so it's three years old. And the yarn was Madeline Tosh Twist Light. It's held up really well. Heartfelt is an open front cardigan with a lace panel down the back and a bit of a shawl collar that's done in lace. And it just gently curls under in the front. Very, very nice. It has long sleeves and I definitely should wear it more
0: often. Yeah, I, don't, I can't even remember what it looks like right now. I'll have to look it up. I vaguely remember. Yeah, it's a really nice pattern, actually. What colored way did you use? Do you remember? It's
1: Coquette du. Oh,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of my faves.
0: And what are you wearing, Gail? Likewise, not wearing anything currently, but I had a standard medical procedure last week that left me a little bit fatigued. And the first thing I reached for was my ease pullover. Mm. There's something about those sweaters that you, how do you phrase it? That you just reach for when you want to be comforted. It's a cozy sweatshirt. Yes. It's a cozy sweatshirt, but it also, there's something about the color and the fabric and the fit that every time I put it on, I just feel like my whole (laughs) body can relax. So it was the first thing I reached for. And luckily it was just breezy enough that I didn't swelter in it because Mm -hmm. it is a worsted weight funnel neck pullover with lots of fabric. But it just was a very nice feeling. You know, those, those pieces of knitwear you have, or if you don't have them yet, if you knit a sweater that imparts that feeling, yeah. it's very, very nice. It so is. that was the ease pullover. What have you been stocking lately? Okay.
1: I am stocking a lovely shawl called Milky Oolong, which is by Susanna Winter. She's the designer oh, yeah. of the Maypop hoodie that Gail and I are both knitting mm-hmm. for the colors of fall knit along, and the shawl uses two yarns, one of them a mohair. It's crescent shaped with a garter stitch start, and then the edge is a lacy pattern, but it alternates the yarns on the lace so you use both yarns oh, that's pretty yeah you use both <sighs> yarns together for the that's garter really stitch portion pretty. and then you alternate for the lace
0: Ooh.
1: and of course it doesn't hurt that it's in this gorgeous shade of very pale pink mm-hmm. a shell pink almost it looks like the inside of some shells and i i think it's so pretty, pretty. And of course, the mohair look is really popular right now, and I think it would just feel wonderful. So very lovely. Milky Oolong by Susanna Winter. Second thing I am stocking is called the Breakaway Dogwood Shawl, and it is another crochet design by Lisa Houndshell. It uses a technique for continuous motifs, so it looks like you don't have to sew anything together. And it's a really delicate shawl. So you
0: Oh, I saw that one in yeah. right
1: now. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. And, and like I said, it's very delicate, so you wouldn't want to sew anything together, but the technique looks very useful. So if you can do continuous, then you can probably just go around and around and keep going along the shawl. The little dogwood flowers are joined in circles but the interesting thing is that it almost looks like the inside of the circle is a daisy or some other kind of long petaled flower so it kind of becomes this interesting study of positive negative space it's really like you look at it and which flower do you see do you see the little circles of dogwood or do you see
0: the negative space oblong flower? It's kind of neat. It's really pretty, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because when I saw it on Hot Right Now, I thought the flower was the negative space. Right. And that's I what I thought. I to yeah, see the dogwood that's flowers. what I
1: thought at first, too. And then when I zoomed in, it's like, oh, those are the little dogwoods. And I, I love that's that so pretty. whole play between the negative positive space thing. So that is the Breakaway Dogwood Shawl by Lisa Hounsell. And then the third thing I am stocking is something I know, Gail, you're going to think that I am crazy (laughs) because this is (laughs) (laughs) not at all my usual style. It is called the Ripple Bralette and it is by Jessie Mae Martinson. It's so cute. It is so cute. And I keep seeing it on Instagram, which is odd because Gail and I were just talking about how we haven't been spending as much time on Instagram and how, when we have, we've been seeing all kinds of unusual things Mm -hmm. popping up. And this one has been popping up in my feed a lot. Linda is knitting one right now.
0: Linda Gale RN.
1: Yeah. And it is so cute. It is a somewhat of an undergarment top or perhaps a just a tank top but it's very cropped or but you can make it longer as well but it it looks like as the pattern is written you could wear it as a woolly undergarment and the thing that i would be tempted to use it for is just to wear it as an undergarment under like a wool sweater i think that would be and or pajama top Uh, or pajama top yeah but i think it would be really interesting because some sweaters you have to have some kind of under under layer yeah. so it would be really neat to have a knit one perhaps in the same color or contrast color you could really play with it oh you
0: could you could do it like in a basic color that would go with every other sweater in yeah, your wardrobe or yeah. that when I stopped actually stocked it but I didn't write it down because I don't like racer back. It hurts my neck when the straps dig in in a racer back shape. Mm. So that is a racer back. But as you were speaking, I was thinking, well, I wouldn't have to make it racer back. No, I could have do- to. Yeah. You could make it
1: anyway. Yeah. And silly me. There are quite a few projects. Let me see. I've got the Ravelry yeah, page open. I want to say there were. A thousand. Yes, there's a thousand and nine as of right now. A thousand and nine projects. And I started to look through them and people have done really interesting things with this. They've taken it and just run with it. There are, like I mentioned, some people have made it, it looks like to wear under another top. Some people have made it as an over layering piece. So they have a long, thin thin material tank top, and then they put this over it. That would be cute. That would be cute. There was there were a couple of knitters who actually made the top more supportive by taking a, a bra insert and sewing it to the That's inside summer. of this top. That's so giving it form, shape, and support. Really some cute takes on it. Really fascinating to see how people take a pattern and turn it into their own. That's Mm -hmm. one of the things that I love seeing on Ravelry, how one pattern, a thousand projects, and you see so many different takes on it. Yep. So the, let's see. And how much yarn does it use? Well, as written, yeah, as written, it takes between, 120 and 800 yards. Okay. As written. So one to two skeins, depending on your size. Just depending on your size. And of course, if you want to make it a little bit longer, yeah. that kind of thing. Really interesting. It's, it has me intrigued, I yeah. should say.
0: <laughs> I was intrigued by it. I stocked a lot of those projects, but instantly dismissed it with the razorback. Razorback, But that's yeah. just
1: silly of me. Yeah. I think like this one here, at least... The way it's hanging on a hanger is not a racerback. Well, it would have to be. There's If it was a racerback, they're sewn into place. Yeah, so I so can make it... So it would have
0: to be. That, and that make, one is not
1: a racerback,
0: then. <laughs> I think it is when you see it turned oh, around. Oh, okay. okay. Because I was looking at that specifically. But I could make those straps any way I want. Is it not? It's not. <sighs> nice. Okay, I was completely delirious that <laughs> happens from time to time when i get on ravelry awesome okay so there are lots of variations thank you
1: lots of variations out. it's really super nice. cute it's it's super cute and i am delightfully intrigued yeah I must say. it
0: seems like one of those things like why not try it perhaps yeah i mean yeah. we have a plethora of single skeins in our stash and your size would probably only need one skein and i've
1: certainly tried knitting almost everything, everything else. else so. <laughs> exactly. So
0: why not try <laughs> yes. a bralette? I'm completely
1: down with the idea. <laughs> yeah. So that is, oops, is, let's see. It's called Ripple
0: Bralette by Jessie Mae Martinson. And what are you stocking, Gail? I am stocking two garments. And the first one is a new release by Melanie Berg, and it's called Quiet City. It is a poncho with armholes so slits where your arms can come through and it's a very simple but lovely garment it has a folded over neck so all the hems are folded hems but the neck itself you can either fold it in or you can let it be a funnel neck which i love funnel neck so that's what i would do and it has a lattice pattern in the yoke, just one simple band of lattice and everything else is straight stockinette. So it's very simple, very elegant, and it's knit with a DK weight held doubled with a mohair silk lace weight. So it just has that halo you get from the mohair silk and it's just really, really lovely. I really like it. So I've been eyeballing that thinking, hmm, it does require a lot of yarn. So I don't know if I have what I would need in stash, but you know, it's one of those things that you just get to fantasy knit Mm -hmm. for a while. Exactly. So that's quiet city by Melanie Berg. And then another garment is the moon drip swancho. So both kind of similar garments. The swancho is more of a sweater poncho with sleeves versus quiet city was definitely a poncho with slits for your arms, but the moon drip swancho is Knit top down in fingering weight yarn, and it has a stranded colorwork yoke that has moons and suns in it, in addition to some graphic patterning. It's really pretty. And then a cool design element to it, along the sides of your body, it has i laces. So it looks like it laces up down the sides of your body, oh, which is kind of cool. And the yeah. little ties down at the bottom. And it has a corrugated ribbing hem with two colors. So it looks really pretty. Just those little design elements like that. I thought, oh, that kind of elevates it. And it's a shape that I like to wear. Mm -hmm. Some of them are really long. I don't think I'd want mine to be that long. One, it might be really warm. But two, for me, it would have to be a shorter length to be more flattering. But that's by a designer who goes by the name of Dragon Horde Designs. And then I started looking at her other designs mm-hmm. and she has some pretty cool designs. Mm-hmm. So Moondrip Swancho by Dragon Horde Designs. And the third thing on my list is not necessarily stalking, but I'm considering it stocking my stash or an element of the love your stash mm-hmm. theme that we like to, to promote in our group. So this is called the stash fit workbook. And it's by Kate at Infinite Twist, and she is our sponsor for the month. So she actually gifted this workbook to me and Charlene back in January when it was released. And it's a workbook, so there are lots of different exercises that you can work through. The idea being, you look at your last year of knitting, you see what worked for you and what didn't work for you, And you use that to inform what your stash might want to be like. So Hmm. what were the things you knit that you really loved? What were the yarn weights you used? What was the quantity you used? What does your stash look like? Does it look like you can keep knitting the objects that you like because you have the stash to support that? Or do you have a stash that's out of sync with the things that you like to knit? So I'm only part way through the workbook right now. In the beginning, she says straight up that most people take about eight and a half hours to work through it. So it is meant to be an exercise as opposed to a quick skim of your stash. So it's really meant to get into kind of your own personal nitty gritty of, okay, this is what you knit. This is figure out why you like it, rate it. And now you put together the list of the tops and the flops, and then you make a little yarn stash book. And she has all the instructions for all of it in the workbook. It's really cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing if my stash supports the things that I like to knit. I think it does I so think far. it does too. But I was really surprised by some of the knits in the last year that I thought were complete flops. So I'm learning a little bit about the things I knit and how sometimes the choices that I make don't fit in with my wardrobe. So it will, if it doesn't help educate me about my stash, I think it will educate me about future things that I decide to knit or not to knit. So that's the Stash Fit Workbook, and we will be giving a more in-depth review of it on the next episode when I've completed all of the exercises. (laughs) So look forward to that on the next episode. We would like to thank this month's sponsor, Infinite Twist. Every two weeks, a select group of knitters get something special in their inbox. Whether it's a 50% off discount on the latest Infinite Twist knitting pattern, or an early word notification that coveted one-of-a-kind sweater quantities are in the shop, these knitters find out first. How do you get in on these exclusive goodies? Subscribe to the Infinite Twist newsletter at infinitetwist.com. You'll hear first about the new e-course to kickstart your fall knitting, new patterns to make the most of your stash and scrap yarns, plus gorgeous gradients and our annual clearance sale. Still on the fence? Get any Infinite Twist knitting pattern for free when you subscribe. Visit us at infinitetwist.com today. Thank you, Kate. So what have you been knitting? I have been working on my
1: Maypop hoodie, which is a hoodie patterned by Susanna Winter. Let me just say, first off, this is a lot of knitting. It is a lot that of knitting. That hood, wow. <laughs> It added to it. It's so much knitting. I'm enjoying it, and I'm really loving the way the garment is looking. But it is a raglan-shaped knit top-down, so the rows leading up to separating the sleeves and the body just go on forever and ever. <laughs> and you keep increasing there to make it
0: fit your body so the rows very, very long. Which is funny because that's true for any fingering weight raglan sweater, but we have the hood stitches on the needle yeah. also. And I think neither of us has really knit a raglan fingering weight sweater in a long time. They've it mostly been be. drop shoulder. Yeah. So we forget how yeah. those rows get longer so and longer long. and longer. And you just can't wait <laughs> yes. until you
1: separate for sleeves. I, well, I have finally separated for the sleeves Woo-hoo. and I'm. So I'm below, I've joined underneath the sleeves and I'm working down the body and I've just finished a ball and I am going to go back and knit the sleeves now That's because I need a break from the body and I'm going to do sleeves (laughs) before it gets too, too big. And I've got to wrangle so much sweater. That's smart. Well, and I, but I've realized even though. There is a lot of fabric. I actually didn't have to wrangle it too, too much. The, the way that it's shaped, it worked out that I didn't end up having to twist and turn the body. I was able to keep it in my lap and just work on it that way. Good. It, but it, you know, with the hood, that extra fabric, it, it would be difficult to wrangle that much
0: fabric. So yeah, cause it is a very, very healthy hood. It is. It covers <laughs> both of our hair. And since I'm knitting mine also, I have finished my hood. I've just started the raglan shaping. So I got all of my setup rows done. Yeah. I'm now cruising through. I know what the patterns are, etc. Yeah. But I have probably like eight or 10 rows into the raglan shaping. So I yeah. have all of that to go. <laughs> it's very cool. You'll enjoy it. And I really can't wait to have
1: this sweater because yes. I am using the yarn that I love so much, the Holstgarn Coast, and it is so light. It's going to be this really light little layer. And I actually have a very light hoodie that I often wear in the summertime that's made out of, it's like t-shirt material. So it's mm. really light. And this is going to be able to I'm going to be able to wear it at the same times that I would normally grab this store-bought hoodie. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Having a homemade
0: hoodie. Replacement yes, or standing. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And I'm using the Woolmise lace garn as my yarn. And the color is so pretty. <laughs> it's Petit Poison dark. And I love the color so much. Every time I look at it, I get happy. Yay. So in my yarn, it's not, quite as light as the coast because it is a hundred percent wool, but it's a very light fingering heavy lace. And I'm loving my fabric too. Super happy.
1: (laughs) And then the second thing I am knitting is called the cocoon hat. And I've cast this on for a simple carry around project. It's basic ribbing around and around. And it is a free pattern hosted on the designer's website and the designer is la maison re lily and she is the designer of the blue sands cardigan mm-hmm. she has that a lot of really very cute popular yeah. a lot of people have knit i have not but every time i see it i think oh right maybe i should knit every time one. i see yeah. one i'm like oh i need to knit that yeah exactly So those are the two things on the
0: needles. What are you knitting, Gail? So besides the Maypop hoodie, I'm also working on my Like a Cloud cardigan by Hohe Locatelli. This is my second, and I'm knitting it in Neighborhood Fiber Company Masonette Lace, which is a merino silk blend lace weight yarn in her Joyce Scott colorway, which is a very light pink with little speckles of darker pink that makes my heart sing. Mm -hmm. And I'm holding it doubled with Western Sky Knits, her mohair silk lace. And her colorway I'm using is called Peony, which is a tonal pinks of all beautiful colors. And they just make the prettiest fabric knit together. So I'm super, super happy with this. It's what I'm knitting right now. And I did join the fronts and the back. So now I'm just knitting stockinette back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I'm almost to the point where I will start my A-line increases, which are a modification I'm doing that's not in the pattern. And I also went up a needle size as I did with my last one, because the last one fits the top of my body so well. It doesn't slide. It doesn't move. It hugs where it's supposed to hug. I love it. So, I have a tighter gauge at the top to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. And then, as the sweater grows, I not only add increases, but I'm going to increase needle sizes a couple times to give it a very flowy, nice fabric. So, nice. yep. Yeah. So, this is cruising along. Super happy with it. And that's Like a Cloud by Hohi Jelly. And what have you finished since the last episode? Well, here we go.
1: Oops, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> I knit another love note by Tin Can Knits. Yes, you did. And before you all roll your eyes at me, <laughs> this one was a teeny tiny love note. It's a wee love very, note. Very, very wee love note. It is the smallest size, which is a zero to six month size. Knit in one strand of hedgehog fibers skinny singles and one strand audreophil kidseda, which is a 70-30 mohair silk blend. And this one came out adorable. It's so <laughs> cute. Oh my goodness. Very tiny. The hedgehog fibers is a bright mix of sherbetty colors. Yeah, good, good description. Yeah. And the Kid Seda is a very muted, neutral, natural color. And so you blend the two together and it just tones down the sherbety colors a little bit, gives it a warm glow somewhat. Really love the combination together. Really adorable. It just goes to show that you can look at two yarns separately. They're so different. You can put them together and they become this magical mix when you put them together for one fabric. Very, very cool. It's fun. Try things unexpected. You never know if you're going
0: to get a good blend until you try it. Oh, speaking of which, there's someone in the Colors of Fall. She's knitting a sweater with two strands held together that I never would have thought of that give it the most beautiful marled effect. Oh, cool. So it's not a mohair kid... or. It's not a mohair silk lace. It's Mm -hmm. two different strands of something. Yeah, super cool. So again, experimenting with things to give you something completely different.
1: Yeah, it's a nice way to get your own unique fabric. Mm -hmm. Very neat. So one modification I made on mine, I didn't do any of the ribbing and I just let all the edges roll if they wanted. They don't really roll that much after I steamed the garment, but with wear, I suppose that it probably will. It's very cute. I love it. And that's the only thing I've finished. (laughs) And
0: that's a store sample, right? Yeah. So there's no baby coming up in your life. No. No. If if anybody was wondering. (laughs) No. (laughs) And how about you? What did you finish? Well, speaking of baby knits, after our last episode where I was stocking the cardigan called Fairy Dust by Danny Sunshine, who is Lioness Arts on Ravelry, She's a listener of the podcast. I had no idea and I'm blushing because I was so flattered and she sent me the pattern as a gift. So I cast it on the very next day Aww, and that's so sweet. It's really sweet. Thank you so much, Danny. And I am using a yarn that was also a gift from our friend Cindy and the yarn is Milamia soft merino sport and it's in a beautiful pink, a darker pink and The yarn says it's sport weight, but I think it's more like DK because I knit Mm. the... I was going for the two-year sweater. No, I was going for the one-year size. I think it sizes three months to four years or five years or something. Really good range of sizes for a little one. It's a top-down, yoke-shaped cardigan. But in the yoke, instead of color work, it is a little adorable lace motif. And it's very simple It looks like this little icicle-ish kind of shape that goes down towards the the bottom of the sweater. And it doesn't last very long. You knit that yoke for just a few inches depending on the size you're knitting. And then before you know it, you're already separating the sleeves and then you have a few inches of body to knit and then you have a couple rows of garter and it's done. And then the sleeves, each sleeve took me about two hours to knit. So very easy, fast knit. And although I was knitting a one-year size, it's bigger than the schematic because the yarn is thicker than Mm -hmm. a sport weight, even though it was advertised as sport weight. The sweater is designed for sport weight yarn. So I have just enough of the yarn left to knit another one in a smaller size. So I'm going to, because I was gifted the pattern and gifted the yarn, I decided I'm going to knit another one for charity because Mm. it's so cute and so fast and it's just a precious little sweater. Nice. So... Very cute. Love the pattern. Highly recommend it. And thank you again, Danny. That was incredibly sweet of you. And then I also finished my magical thinking by Casapinka. So I'm in love with how the colors worked <laughs> out. It just looks so pretty. And I used two fingering weights by Western Sky Knits. One is called bear. So it's natural, but it has sparkle in it. And the other one is called poppy, which is a tonal pink, just a beautiful pink, dark, on the dark edge of pink. Mm-hmm. And then the third yarn I used was Hula Hut Yarns Lula Colorway, which is speckled, beautiful, pinky stuff, loveliness. All three together were just magical, Oh, magical thinking. That was totally on accident. <laughs> and I finished it shortly after we recorded the last episode, and it has been sitting there waiting to be blocked. Oh, so okay. I'm slacking on my blocking, so I don't have a picture yet, but I will get that done. So, that was Magical Thinking by Casapinka. 14 months ago, Gail and I talked
1: about crafting while living with grief, depression, and anxiety. In episode 166, titled Knitting Soothes the Troubled Spirit, we spoke about living with grief and anxiety and depression and how it had affected our lives personally. Back then, one thing that I couldn't talk about at the time, because it was too close to me and I couldn't talk about it without breaking into tears, was the fact that a few days after my mom passed away, I ended up in the emergency room with classic panic attack symptoms. I was having an elevated heart rate. Just classic panic attack symptoms. And I have had to learn to live with that and manage the anxiousness that I feel surrounding anything having to do with my mom, of course, a lot of family situations. So I have learned to live with this but I have learned that it always changes that my current mood now is really basically just that I have learned to live with grief. Many listeners commented on my analogy about how grief was like another person who came to sit, sit at my dining table. And the day that my mom died, Grief pulled up a chair at my dining table and moved in. And like a child, grief's needs are always changing. Just when you think you have a handle on grief's needs, grief decides they need something different Mm. from you. (laughs) It's always changing. And like an adult or a parent, you take on the care and feeding of the grief and you learn to live with grief. And sometimes you don't give grief's needs precedence and you try to delay them. And when that happens, you have to deal with the repercussions of that.
0: Well, it's funny that you have referenced change a couple times because my very first note at the top of my show notes is the only constant is change. And Mm -hmm. let's just say Charlene and I have had a year and a half of utter and complete nonsense, (laughs) like thing after thing after thing. And I've let grief take a backseat. My mother-in-law died right about the time Charlene's mom died. And that set off a chain of events in my family. One of my near and dear to my heart people was diagnosed with several mental health issues. And It has been a really, really hard struggle since then. And that was in March of 2018. And it's been one thing after another, after another. And grief has been pushed to the background so that in the foreground, I can deal with the more immediate needs of this loved one. And what I wanted to touch on is how important it is to take care of yourself. When everything feels like it's falling apart around you, because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. And it's so hard for me to take care of myself when I think everybody else needs me. So how can I take Mm -hmm. time to do something for myself when someone else is in such dire need? So true. And I'm sure a lot of you are thinking that same thing. So some of the things that I've been using for coping are... One, I, I was diagnosed with depression a long time ago, so I do take medication, prescription medication for my depression. So I've always been super honest with that. I thank science for what it can provide for me to keep me on a mental level mental state. I also thank science for the medication that my loved one is taking because it's helping that person survive. And we have an airplane, of course, it's going overhead <laughs> right now, it just figures. <laughs> But so medication can be a very, very important part of mental health for anybody. And grief is a form of depression. So whether that requires temporary medication or not could be completely dependent on your situation, obviously. The other thing that I've been using since the last time we talked about this is I've been going to therapy. And again, it's not something that everyone has available. But I found that For me, it's really helpful because one, there's someone you can talk to who supports you. And two, I block out my own feelings so that I can deal with the crises at hand. And then I don't go back and deal with my feelings. And I have a lot of feelings built up over a long period of time that really want to be heard. And it's been really helpful to be able to speak to someone about that who can guide me with how to listen to those emotions and feelings and journaling and all sorts of different skills that she's provided. The other things that are the most important, although medication is obviously very important, exercise is huge. Without exercise, I would be in a constant black state. So just getting out and walking for a few minutes can make such a difference. If you have access to somewhere outside that's forest-like or near water or anything that's nature. If you can get out in it a few minutes a day, it can make such a huge difference. So exercise doesn't mean running. It doesn't mean riding a bike. It doesn't necessarily mean going to the gym. It just means getting out and moving. So that is so huge. And of course, knitting. Where would we be without our knitting right now? Knitting is the most soothing thing in my life. (laughs) With everything else falling apart around me, I can sit down, close my door and knit for a few minutes. And everything seems to balance itself out a little bit more. Maybe not to level, but parts of me that are anxious can calm down. Parts of me that are upset can chill out a little bit. I mean, it's... I don't want to go as far as saying it saved my life. I mean, that sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but seriously, it can provide... Saved your soul. sanity, perhaps. It Definitely saved my sanity. And that's one thing, even if you don't have access to a doctor or therapy, hopefully you have access to some knitting needles and some yarn because or a crochet hook or whatever it is, because it just helps so much. There are scientific reports about it. It's not just in our heads it's a fact well it is in our heads it's a fact that knitting makes you feel better
1: and hopefully a supportive knitting group even if you find if you have that desire yeah that would be a, a
0: great way to find support as well and support was the next thing on my list finding support and this is another thing that totally depends on where you are what your circumstances are I am very fortunate to have a husband who is incredibly supportive. I have some great support with my children, Charlene, my friend, Melissa, I don't know what I would do without either of them in my life and my parents, my parents are huge supporting people in my life and they're moving to Oregon in a few weeks. So the only constant is change, baby. I mean, my parents are leaving me and I'm going to have to adapt to that and that's going to be another. I don't want to call it a burden because that seems crazy. Just a challenge. Yeah. Another challenge. Yeah. It's going to be akin to grief because my Mm -hmm. parents aren't going to be here for me. So even if you don't have a local support network, we're there on Ravelry for you anytime you need us. So if you need to reach out to someone, don't hesitate, please, to reach out to me directly or in our Ravelry group. We've had different times where different people have gone through different things that have been incredibly hard. And our Yarniax community on Ravelry is so incredibly kind and loving and supportive. And lots of people have been through lots of different things. Mm-hmm. And th- the advice and suggestions have been just so thoughtful. Mm-hmm. So, whatever you have access to or don't have access to, we're always there for you. Yeah. So, we wanted to make sure that that was very clear. Because nobody should have to suffer alone. It just is not okay.
1: And like Gail, my family has had a series of challenges over the past few years. And it's been a source of anxiety even before my mom passed away last year. And I have noticed how anxiety, depression, sadness grief how it affects my crafting and for me like Gail my crafting is a source of happiness it grounds me and I know that at times in this past year when I have perhaps sat down to knit and ended up not knitting And just sitting there staring off into space. I know that I had to have that time to reflect. But I also know that just having the knitting there, Mm -hmm. holding it in my hands, even if I wasn't able to form the (laughs) stitches, just having it there in my hands was a source of comfort. So when you find, if you find yourself unable To get that happiness from something that usually gives you happiness. That's a big clue. You need, you might
0: need a little bit of help getting over the hump. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And a couple other related things that I wanted to mention too. One is chronic pain. So Mm. a lot of people suffer from chronic pain of one sort or another. So just like your mental health, your physical health is so important And Jen Sheelan, who is Jen Sheelan on Ravelry too, she has a podcast called The Chronic Maven, and she's suffered with chronic pain for a really long time. And she, in her podcast, she talks about things in a way that are both educational and make it clear that you can feel whatever you feel. And That seems like such an obvious thing to say, but I am someone who criticizes myself constantly for the things I feel. So hearing it from another person who's going through things can be such a huge help. So Chronic Maven podcast, I highly recommend. And self-compassion is, again, it seems like it's such an obvious thing. But one of the first things my therapist asked me was, okay, you've said all these things that you say to yourself on a regular basis would you ever say that to your best friend it's like oh my gosh I would never say that to my (laughs) friends never I would be you know I would be so supportive and blah 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 and she said why aren't you doing that for yourself so Mm. no matter what you're feeling there's a reason for it and there's unless you're suicidal definitely get help that's not something that you can dismiss or just accept that it's part of normalcy But any other feeling you're having, there's a reason for it. And be compassionate with yourself. There are reasons we feel what we feel, whether it's chronic pain or grief or mental health. And by blocking it, it just means it's going to come up again somewhere else later. It doesn't go away. And of all the silly things that actually help me a lot, you know, everybody says to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a fundamental fact. <laughs> it's not nonsense or hippie or anything. When you breathe, your body responds. And when you take deep breaths, your body relaxes. So, if there's anything I've learned in the last year and a half, it's that breathing is so helpful. Just close your eyes and take some deep breaths and try to let yourself relax. And the second piece that seems so obvious that it's silly is your posture. Mm. Yes. When I'm upset and tense, my shoulders tighten up and my neck tightens up and my head hurts and it's this vicious cycle. I hunch that over yeah. as well. And then I get sad, so then I round. Mm-hmm. And I that's that hunched thing. I'll be sitting at my desk in this like curl. <laughs> turtle shell. Exactly. <laughs> and I was reading a book, I'll tell you what the book is in a second. And she said that it's been scientifically proven that if you just pull yourself upright, drop your shoulders, you instantly feel higher self-esteem, you instantly feel healthier, all these chain reactions that happen just because of your change in posture. So breathing and posture, Mm -hmm. that's something we can all do. So two simple things that sound almost too simple to actually work, they really do work. So posture and breathing and one of the books that I've recently read, it was a recommendation by my friend who's a therapist who deals with bipolar disorder specifically. She recommended the book, Welcome to the Jungle, Facing Bipolar Without Freaking Out by Hillary Smith. And Hillary Smith was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And this book was a very easy and fast read. And it was all from the perspective of someone who's been through it and it talks about medications and treatments and reactions in such a way that someone from the outside, like me looking in, understands a little bit more because it's very difficult to understand what my loved one is going through and some of the problems related to it. And the book was a huge help. And another book that my friend recommended is True Love, A Practice for Awakening the Heart by Thich Han. And he has a lot of books out there and
1: mm-hmm.
0: his books are completely different from the Hillary Smith book. Hers was almost funny. And it was funny in places. It was very lighthearted. It was very easy to read. Well, Thich Han's books are more touchy feely, more, he's a Buddhist monk. So his come from a different place of, they're not religious, I wouldn't say, but they're more spiritual. And it's a definitely different read from mm-hmm. Welcome to the Jungle. But I haven't finished that one yet, but I'm, I've am i read several of his books and really enjoy his books. They're, I find them to be very helpful. So if anyone's interested, I will put those in the show notes because I've found them to be useful. And the Welcome to the Jungle book, I think, applies to anyone with mental health issues in general. It is bipolar specific, but a lot of the things she talks about would apply to most mental health situations. So I highly recommend that book. And then the other thing that's made my life better has been Olivia. So I got a granddaughter (laughs) amidst all this other nonsense. I got a granddaughter. So that's been a huge light in my life as well. So I'm very grateful for little Olivia and my reestablished relationship with my daughter.
1: And the main thing is just to allow ourselves so many things, but allow ourselves to get help, allow ourselves to find joy, allow ourselves room to grieve, allow ourselves room to be quiet, to be sad, to be, to be, to be. be. (laughs) Yeah. It's so hard some days to do that. It's incredibly hard. hard. It is so hard. And to bring it back to knitting is to allow you're crafting to bring you some joy. Yep. Basically to allow yourself the opportunity to find joy in your crafting again. Hopefully it has brought you joy all along, but if it hasn't to be able to return to that state of happiness with the projects you're working on with the things you have made with your stash be it large or small whether maybe you're not a stasher maybe you are a stasher just find some joy in the doing of the project hopefully that is where we can all return to if you've
0: lost that yeah and if you've lost it and need help finding your way back we're here for you yeah because it's what we all have in common (laughs) we love it
1: yes and it happens for all of us I have been in and out over the past year of love with my craft in and out of love with my projects like I mentioned previously there have been times where the only source of happiness I could find in a project was from sitting in a chair and holding it yeah and that that tactile yeah
0: And, and
1: that was all I could manage for that day and though I wasn't necessarily happy about it At the time, and at the time, I remember thinking, why am I wasting so much time? I'm not knitting. Looking back on it, I realized that my brain just needed that time to, to think and, or not think, just to be, just to be quiet, just to have that space. And my hands needed to have the, the feel, that tactile, tactile feeling in my hands. Just to not necessarily work at something, just to hold something. (laughs) I like that. Just to hold it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So to close up, we did want to say, of course, we're not professionals, obviously, in (laughs) mental health or anything related to it. And if you do feel extreme sensations that need help, please try to find it. There are lots of suicide hotline numbers available. And one of the things she pointed out in the Welcome to the Jungle book is that the people who work at those numbers want to help you. It's not a burden to them when you call. It's they want to help. They want to be helpful. So to me, that was, I mean, it shouldn't have been a revelation, but it was like, oh, of course they want to help. <laughs> so if you're ever struggling with something and you have access to one of those numbers, please call. They That's do want to help when you. when you're, It's hard to ask for help
1: so far inside your own shell to realize that if you reach out a little bit, somebody's probably going to be there if you
0: reach out in the right direction. And remember that the only constant is change. What you feel that seems so dire isn't going to be that dire within a day or a week or a month. It's going to change very important to remember. Mm -hmm. So now we would like to do a little update on the colors of fall to to bring the mood back up before (laughs) we end the podcast. So as of this morning, we had 86 projects in the works and several finished objects also already, which already it's been over a month, but still a lot of us are doing some longer term projects. So that's pretty significant. And I wanted to read the prizes we have so far, which I haven't done yet. So first from Mary, well, actually from Mary's husband. So Mary is one of our listeners. She's Coney Hot Dog 2004. She's the one who has recently done some beautiful baby Afghans amongst all of her other beautiful work. She crochets and knits. And her husband is a woodworker. And he made the most beautiful yarn bowl that he is donating as a prize. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Second, my mom is donating several different things. And the first one is two skeins of yarn that's called Cream, and it's a milk blend yarn, milk protein yarn, it's pretty cool. The other lots that she's donated haven't been added to the prize list yet, but they will be there soon. I'm donating my Acreworks Knitting Toolkit that Acreworks sent us for review. It's a really, really cool little toolkit that we talked about a few episodes ago. Brenda Castile, who is Good Stuff, is donating five patterns. Small Bird Workshop is donating five of her patterns and a skein of her yarn. She's a dyer in Canada. Go check out her her website because I have it linked in post one in the Knit Along chat thread. Uh, Her yarn is beautiful. Very beautiful colors. Then we have, oh, these adorable little yarn bobbins. Charlene gave me some as a gift that are just adorable. They're these little plastic sheep that you wind your ends of yarn around. Mm -hmm. And then they have a little notch where you set your secure the yarn. So she also, the designer or the maker is craft, no, crafty flutter by creations. And she sent two little sets of these adorable sheep yarn bobbins for prizes. One of our listeners, Jessica, who is long cool, is donating two different beautiful skeins of yarn, thereby you so happy, E W E, so happy, and they're both sock yarn. One is called Nightcrawler and one is called Silver Ring. They're both beautiful. And another listener, Kathleen, who is craft buzz, is donating two skeins of yarn, and one is Desert Vista Dye Works, self striping, and the other I can't read the label. It's something Kat Designs. Sorry, Kathleen, that I didn't make that more clear. And then Heather, who is Yellow Ribbon Knits, is donating two of her patterns. One is the Isle Sock Set Cal, and one is the Ellie Sock Set Shawl that are super cute. And Boston Jen, who is Jennifer Lassonde, is donating a copy of her Goodreader tutorial washcloth pattern. So if anyone is familiar with Goodreader, or if you aren't, For the iPad, this is a tutorial based on the pattern to knit a washcloth. So Jennifer basically teaches you how to use Goodreader to support your knitting with this washcloth pattern. So that's pretty cool too. So thank you everyone who has donated prizes so far. It's really exciting. And mom, I will add your other skeins of Souk yarn by Cascade. I think it was Cascade. I think it was. Yeah. There were three sets of two to three skeins a piece that I'm going to add to the prize list. So lots of great prizes. So please keep knitting your colors of fall knits or crochet pieces. And don't forget, it does have to be a picture of a styled fall look to count for a prize. So that's the only quote requirement. We don't like using the word (laughs) requirement. So that's the only thing we ask is that your finished piece, incorporate a color, from one of the palettes and be styled and be into a styled. look for fall or for spring, depending on where you yes. are in the world. And if you post progress
1: or finished photos on social media, please use the hashtag
0: YarniaxCof2019, Colors of Fall2019. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We hope your knitting is bringing you great joy. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. You can find our podcast
1: on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniax or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.